Well, welcome to Gardening Talk, back on to NURFM. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp today. Judy, great to see you back in the studio. Yeah, you know, he lets me out of the you know the cupboard every now and then. Every, yeah, every now and it's, then. It's nice Not. to get out every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocks what? it all. <laughs> <laughs> and just lets you walk out. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. What do you got for us today, Judy? Well, you know, I was driving here today and, and beautiful sunlight, not like when we woke up this morning, mm. of course, and it hit me between here and my place how many beautiful jacarandas were out in flower. They well, are gorgeous this year. It is jacaranda season, isn't it? It is jacaranda season. But, you know, it then turned my thoughts to the fact I never get asked for people to plant them. You okay, know, yeah. Yeah, they're not number one on the popularity poll. And when you drive around and see them in flower at the moment, it really is a sign that uh, hopefully that spring is settled. You say that. Did I have my fingers crossed when I said it? Out in full bloom. But what else you got set for us today? Well, gardenias are starting to flower. Yep. Greg, and they're going to be magnificent this year because they have loved the amount of rain we've had. Uh, yesterday I did have a customer that came in and she uh, th- threw that argument out the window and said, but, you know, my gardenia's been getting all the rain. And yep. I said, where are they? And they planted under the eave. Oh, okay, so they wouldn't have got hardly anything. They're not anything. getting the rain. Yep. And she, I said, are they yellow? And she said, yes. I said, well, they're not getting enough water because when they're budding, they really look for water. Otherwise, they do, the leaves go yellow. Uh, so you've got to be feeding them up at this time with cow manure Yep. as well as giving them a good drink. Uh, you know, you might think today, this morning, we had all that rain, but it was fairly short-lived. It wasn't a big shower this morning. It no. was, yeah. And, you know, mine are fairly tall. They're nearly as tall as me. So they need a good lot of water. But, um, you know, I make sure at this time of year, it's when they're budding, they need cow manure because they like iron. Yep. And they need plenty of water. So can we kind of twist their arms today to make sure... Make sure that I think we should all water a bit more today. Like, <laughs> as we all get home, just do an afternoon water, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, we didn't get much really this morning. Although yesterday, depending where you lived, that was a pretty big shower. Oh, it was heavy up our way. It was very heavy. Oh, was it? Ah. Oh. Yeah. See, didn't I, last long, I'm on the coast, so I suppose I think well, it's raining and everyone's <laughs> getting it. Fair but enough. I'm not a weather forecast. <laughs> no, no, who is? <laughs> So we've got Des from Boorigal, and he's got a problem with the climbing rose. Oh, how are you, Des? Good, thanks, Judy. Yourself? I'm fighting fit. That's the way. Uh, my wife planted a, a climbing rose, a gold bunny, about 20 years ago up a brick wall. Yeah. Um, and it's always produced beautiful mid-sized um, yellow roses. Now, for some reason this time, there's a shoot come off the main trunk, and it's producing smaller, different-shaped red ones. Oh, okay. Well, that must have been the original graft, I'd say. They've grafted onto a red rootstock. Okay. Now, you should cut that off, but also at the same time, make sure you sand it with a bit of sandpaper so it doesn't reshoot there. Okay. Would it hurt if I left it like that? No, it won't hurt. But is the rose taking shape nicely or is it a bit scrappy? Um, yeah, it's a little bit uh, 
not 100%, because there's normally three buds and only one of them will uh, flower. Right, right. Yeah, well, my climbing roses are out in flower at the moment, uh, but I do have a wayward one in the bottom corner of the yard, and it's in flower, but I really should dig it out and put a nice one in. It's uh, the, the roses aren't of quality, so you don't want to encourage that growth. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, better off removing that then. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, just close your eyes as you're cutting and then <laughs> close them again when you hit it with the sandpaper. But you must do the sandpaper because otherwise it will just encourage growth. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. That's okay. I'm, I bet your wife disagrees with me, but you can only try it. <laughs> Well, uh, well, unfortunately, my wife's no longer with us. So oh, right. I've got to take care of that. No, no. Well, you've um, you've got freedom to do whatever you like, as long as as long as that's not where she rests. No, no, that's right. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We got Terry from Kitchener, and he's got a problem with a passion fruit. I certainly do. Hi, Terry. How are you? Uh, everyone has a problem with passion fruits at this time of year? Ah, uh, right. Well, I planted mine last spring. Um, they went they went berserk. Uh, during the winter, I cut them back about halfway. But this year, they haven't done a thing, but they're loaded with passion fruit. That's all they seem to be doing, flowering and passion fruit, but the leaves don't look the best. Right, okay. Well, that, of course, can be because we've had such an amount of rain and winter. Uh, yeah. Have you given it a fertiliser? Yeah, I've given it some uh, chook poo and some, a bit of blood and bone. Right. Could I suggest that you use cow manure? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, are the leaves yellowing? They are starting yellow, yes. Yes, well, that's lack of iron, which the cow manure will give them. Right. Uh, if, if, if they're fruiting, well, that's really good. I mean, maybe they're putting all their energy into the fruiting. Right, yep. But um, okay. I'd certainly, you know, how long since you've given them any fertiliser? Uh, when I prune them back in winter, I fertilise them then. Yeah, well, it won't hurt hurt to hit them with cow now. Okay, then. I shall give that a go and see what happens. Yeah, as okay. long as we're still getting passion fruits. Oh, uh, it's loaded, yeah. Oh, well, that's good because that's most people complain they don't get enough passion fruits. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and they are, um, the ground's been very wet, so... That could have something to do with it, then, you think? Oh, yes, it leaches all the goodness out. Uh-huh. All the vitamins get washed away when we're getting that amount of rain that we've had. So it's been a case of um, getting the fertiliser out. Even an instant one like Flourish uh, that you put in the water, that will right. green up. Okay, then that's great. I'll give that a go. Yeah, so a bit of cow manure and a bit of Flourish will help. Okay, then, Judy, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Cheers, thanks, Terry. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. If you've got a question, 49216216. We've got Dorothy from Musselbrook, and she's pl- trying to plant a tomato into a pot. Hello, Dorothy. Good morning, or oh, afternoon, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. It feels like morning now. The sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> we're, 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 we've got frogs grumpy jumping around up here. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, I've got a tomato in a pot. Right. Now, I've been growing it on. I've transplanted it into a slightly larger pot. 
it's starting to grow side branches, but it is also growing flowers. I've got two um, flower heads coming up on it. Right. Now, do I still take the side branches out as we do when they're in the garden? Look, at the moment, I think the tomatoes have struggled because of the cold and the wet and uh, they haven't been producing as they should. So if you've got flowers, I'm inclined to say leave them and let them develop into the fruit. Yeah. What kind but of tomato is it? I, I knew you'd ask that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's Sorry. one of the Bunnings ones, and it, it doesn't really specify. But it looks quite good. It's very healthy. But I, I don't know whether to transplant it into a big pot and stake it or whether to put it into the garden, or to leave it... I'd like to leave it in the pot on the front veranda, to be quite honest. Yeah, look, there is, isn't any reason why you can't put a stake in the pot, is there? Is the pot big enough? Uh, the present one, I've got a light bamboo stake, but if it's going to be a strong plant, I'm going to need a garden stake. Yes, and we won't know because we don't know the variety. That's right. I mean, it well, could be a gross liz and it could be going to get six foot high or um, well, three I've metres. Got a, I've got a packet of gross liz and I've been toying with the idea of planting them out and I thought, oh, no, I don't really want to. I want something I can use on the veranda. Yeah, well, if it's happy, I'd leave it there. But what about the side branches that are growing, you know, the... The roots in, in where the branches are, we're starting to get, and you know how we take the branches yes, off? When yeah, yeah when, it, you, when you want to get them taller. Yeah. Uh, look, you could take every second one off. Let's, let's try that. Okay, good thinking. Okay. Yep, 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 yep I like that. Okay. Uh, do you think I should put it into a larger pot? Look, we've done, I've been thinking about that while we've been chatting. Yep. Uh, we've gone from what? one size to another size, yep. so this would be its third transplant. Yep, it's taking it well. Right, okay, as long as you think it's going to take the next transfer. But yep. I'd be putting the steak in, the yep. uh, tomato steak, as you do the transfer so that you're not putting the yeah. steak through the roots the as roots. it develops. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Doug. Okay, thanks very much. Good Jane. luck with that. Okay, Bye. Bye. And we've got John from Adow, and he's got a question about, what do we, th- we say we think we thought it was? Well, I think it might be paspalum, I think. Paspalum, you there, John? I am. Is it in your lawn, John? It's, yes, everywhere. Okay, so yeah. and you've got the little tufts on the top. Oh, yeah, I know what paspalum is. I grew up with it. Oh, right, right. So, so uh, many, many years ago, this, the early 80s, there was a product out called Pascox. Yes, Which I remember actually, that. Yeah, eliminate it. Yeah. What is, the, what is the, the equivalent these days? Uh, Where do you get it? It's called um, your hand and you pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Look, I've got a garden full of it at the moment. Um, but I think I just said to Greg, this winter, with the amount of wind we've had, it's the seed's been carried to everyone's garden. It's just rife all over the place. Um, and there, I, I can assure you that if I had a product that would kill it, I would use it in my garden. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anything at the moment. Someone might ring up and tell us 
we're wrong, but I haven't got anything at the moment that m marketed. Uh, there used to be a nutgrass and paspalum killer, but paspalum's now been taken off the instructions. Now, this can sometimes happen because the government do experimenting with it, so they'll take it off for 12 months or two years, uh, and it takes a while to get that labelling uh, reinstated. Um, but I hope there's someone out there listening that can tell both you and I uh, what they can get, what we can get rid of it with, because it's the worst pest. And I mm -hmm. hate taking my little doggy for a walk because it makes dogs and cats itch. And he'll also bring the seeds home. And he'll also bring the seeds home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's only a little a little fella, but he hasn't got long fur, luckily. Uh, uh, but no, it's um, it really is. All I can reassure you with is that we've all got it. So okay. maybe someone out there knows a cure that can ring us. If somebody would like some for free. <laughs> no, send them to my place first, please. <laughs> but the, the the free side of it is that they've got to pull it out, haven't they? Well, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll actually give them the weeding fork to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've probably, I'm on two-thirds of an acre and I've probably got half an acre of it. Oh, yeah. No, that's bad. Yeah. Look, oh, I'll do so some more research. I have been researching it only recently for a customer. I'll do some more and um, uh, I'll give Scott a, an earful when he's back on the program to um, to see if we can find out a solution. But maybe before we go today, someone will ring up. Well, it is a chemical and if you had the formula, we could manufacture it. We could and make money. We could. Let's have a look at that, eh? Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's the engineering way of doing it. Yeah, well, we've got your phone number, so I'll give you a ring if I can work something out. You're wonderful if you do. I'll just tell Liz, she'll give it to you. <laughs> Thanks very much. Look, I'm sorry I can't help you with that one. I was hoping it wasn't going to be Paspalum, but um, I had a feeling it was going to be. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. But keep listening. Next week, Scott might that's have the answer. I, I thought now that these people have the magic wand, I'll give them a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, cert you certainly hit me with a problem, that's for sure. Okay. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. We've got Kev from Gwandolin. He's got a question about the lemon tree. Hello, Kev. Hey, Gerby, good afternoon. Good um, afternoon. Have you got any paspalum? Paspalum? No. Paspalum, no. You haven't got no, a paspalum problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm so... Problem. Yeah. What, what's the lemon tree's problem? Uh, I was up mum's mulch in the gardens yesterday, and this lemon tree fruits every year. It's right next to an orange tree. Yeah. But um, the bugs on it. I think they're aphids, but... They're an orange bug with a black spot on their back. No. It sounds like you've got the stink bug. Is that the stink bug, oh, is it? Oh, yes. And that's the when what they look like when they're babies. And they are and everywhere. And they a big black thing, do they? They sure do. Yeah, I found a couple of them on there. I shook the branches and dozens fell off. Mm. And, you know, we found at work... 
um, that they're flying around and they're not on citrus trees. They're even on other trees, not in the nursery, but outside the nursery and there's a little park. And um, we went over and the, the trunk was covered in them, but they're all babies and I talked to them and I said to them, do you realise you are on the wrong kind of tree? And stop flying at me when I'm sitting having a cup of tea. They were actually landing on our clothes. So um, that's what you've got, I'm sorry. So it's time to get the spray out. Uh, what type of spray, Judy, would you recommend? Uh, look, um, you're not to fruiting stage, are you? Not yet. No. Okay, well, I'd use Malathon. M-E-L. Uh, M-A-L. M-A-L. Yeah, A-T-H-I-O-N. I-O-N. Yeah. Now, it will have a withhold. You can use it even when they fruit, but you can't eat the fruit for three days. After you get rid of the stink bugs? No, after you spray, if you've after got you fruit spray. on, yeah. Okay, yep, yep. yep. Well, but, I, I pulled a big... There was only one big lemon on it yesterday, and so that should be good after three days. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, you haven't sprayed it yet. Oh, no. no. Okay, you talked about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you'll be right to use that one. And uh, then a good heavy price in the uh, shops these days, aren't they? Pardon? That they're very expensive, lemons and limes to buy. Oh, oh definitely. Vegetables have gone up. I'm yeah. sitting here with old fruit and vegetable manager now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me about it, yeah. Okay, well, you've definitely got the stink bug, so what she doesn't uh, spray you and get in your eye. Okay, thank you very much, Judy. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM. If you've got a question, 49216216. And we've got Barbara from Heat and Greeter. And she says her kangaroo, she's got a kangaroo paw that's changed colour from red to white. Oh, that's interesting, Barbara. So it's actually yes. bleached. Hello, Judy. Thank you for taking the call. It's interesting, but it's not nice. I wanted them red. So <laughs> when you bought them, they color. were red? They were it was originally a red. I bought it twelve months ago. A red kangaroo paw, and this year it has heaps of flowers, and they're white. They're creamy cream. Oh, There's hardly any red in them, and I didn't know whether the soil was lacking something or what. Oh, look at it! Only be lacking a bit of blood and bone. Um, you could try that, but you see, most plants today. Uh, originate from little tube plants um, and uh, you know uh, when they did the propagating they may have got a cream one mixed up with the red even but it's yeah. funny that it's changed colour so I'd try giving it a bit of blood and bone. Uh, yeah, I, I normally only use nitrosol on the natives. So, um, yeah but blood and bone won't hurt natives. No I, I knew yeah, that. Yeah so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try a bit of magic and see if we change the colour back, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Judy. You Have are quite night. welcome. And please ring and let us know if that blood and bone does the job for you. That will be interesting. <laughs> yes, it will. Okay. Thank you. Thanks Bye. for the call. Bye. And we've got Glenis from Salamander Bay. She's got a question about bulbs out of bots. 
Right. Okay, Glennis. What kind of bulbs? Are they spring bulbs, dear? Uh, Yeah, what I've got is um, White Princess and the other ones are the the Daffodil... I can never say the name. The Extralia, the white one? Yes, yeah. Okay. Now, because I live up here, we've got sandy soil. I always put them in pots. And I've lift, started lifting them, and I found that the soil is very grainy. So my question is, do I just turf that soil in the bin, or is there somewhere I can and nourish it and put it on the garden somewhere? Uh, but tell me, have the bulbs died down? Yes. They and have. I've been feeding them, and they've died down, so I've waited till all the leaves are all black and brown. Yes, that's and, good. Um, and then I, I put them usually away. I don't know how often, how long do they keep? Because um, this is my second year of planting them, so I put them Oh, in the no, they'll go on and on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but so as I long as you're letting bags. them die down, which you've been yeah. doing the right thing and feeding them. But look, mm. I think there'll be no, uh, nothing wrong with putting that soil on the garden. Yeah, do I need to enrich it first or just... Because oh. it's very sad, gradually. I don't know. I suppose all the nutrients have gone out of it. Yeah, by, it's it's, by the gradually. sound of it. Although if you've been feeding as this, the um, mm. foliage has died down, uh, it should be quite good nutrient-wise. Nutrient okay. But it okay. won't hurt if you, you know, if you decide what you want to plant in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe throw a bit of uh, blood and bone or cow manure around. Okay, and plant something else in the pot. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because hmm. I, I have no luck planting in the garden up here because it's all sand. <laughs> yes, no, it's a shame, isn't it? It just goes washes <laughs> yeah. straight away. Well, but it's, you don't for forget that. it's petunia time. Christmas is coming. Put red and white petunias in the pot. I have never, ever had luck with petunias. Uh-huh. They don't like me. Well, you just need to buy the best premium potting mix and you will have success trust me i've never had i can't grow them on nasturtiums oh go on not nasturtiums <laughs> they die they couldn't die i've got them growing wild in the park next to me they're even I'm climbing not... the telegraph pole <laughs> i know and i can plant everything else but not those two they don't like me We'll come down and I'll go outside and pull a, an nasturtium out for you with roots on. And I won't charge. I won't charge. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. Thank you Have for the call, day. dear. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got Debbie from Rutherford and she's got a question about, well, passion fruit and stink bugs as well, so she might have an answer for us. Ah, Debbie, what's, what's the Answer, What's dear. the problem? What's oh, the problem? Oh, it's okay. a problem, is it right? I've got two. So the, the stink bugs on the mandarin tree, I I think they've sort of know that I'm out there to kill them because um, I'm just not getting as many, but I haven't sprayed. I've just been going out and actually killing them, knocking them off and <laughs> cutting them in half with the scissors. <laughs> well, you watch that they... Because one of my staff did that the other day and it, it spat the yellow stuff all over his hand. Yes, I know they do that because I've seen that come out. I'm usually pretty... I've got very yeah. good at it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go and get some Malathon and spray them. <laughs> so what, what is it, Malathon? Malathon, M-A-L-A-T-H-I-O-N. 
I did spray with something that was pyrethrum or something and it didn't seem to make any difference, so that's why I went out every day with my stick and knocked them off. <laughs> but it's very labour-intensive. Well, pyrethrum is a good natural spray. It's uh, yep. made from daisies and I find it does most insects, but those beetles have a hard back. Yes. So you need yes. something to penetrate it. Not when the scissors get them, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my other oh, they're kids, little creatures, you know that, don't you? Oh, no, but I don't like what they do to my men. <laughs> and they stink. They do stink. <laughs> Hence yes. the knife. Yeah. Um, the other question was my passion fruit. Now, I've had the vine for oh, two and a half years or maybe a bit more. It's the first time it's ever got fruit. So the first one I saw, I was most excited. It was like having a baby. Um, but they're getting really, really big, but they don't seem to ripen. I'm not sure how long between when they're green and when they actually turn to that purple colour, uh, how long does that Well, take? we what we're missing out on is the that big oh. yellow thing up in the sky, unfortunately. Uh, uh, you just be patient and yep. if the sun keeps going well, you will find that they will uh, darken uh, up. Right. And we've right. got plenty of time because, you know, it's, it's not even really summer yet and uh, no, they no, stop getting their colour once we get cold weather, so that's not oh, going okay. to be for a while yet. No. Oh, okay. All right. So even though they're quite big, they'll still, yeah, ripen. Oh, that's good to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, don't pull them off while they're green. Just no. wait and let them ripen. Because I go and count them every day, you know, <laughs> with my mouth watering. <laughs> Between that and killing the stink bugs, you must be very busy in the garden. <laughs> <I am. laughs> well, thank you for that advice, Judy. Much appreciated. You're quite welcome. Thank okay, you for the call. Bye. 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 Cheers, thanks, Debbie. It's Gardening Tour back on to when you are at FM. Judy Sharp, we're almost out of time for another week. But I bet you would, we had a talk about lemons earlier, but you got something about yeah. limes. Oh, look, my little lime tree was covered in bud, which yep. everyone's has been. Now I'm getting a lot of inquiries. Why have the buds gone? Well, the answer is simple. It's been the wind. Okay, the wind? Yeah, the wind blows the little buds off. Yep. So now I'm down to one lime and I would have had, I'm not exaggerating, a hundred little buds. Oh, okay. So but the wind. You've lost all of them. Lost all of them, yeah. So how do you stop the buds from? You can't really. Oh, you no. can't like, put a wall up or something next to it? Or? <laughs> well, it depends if you're in a windy spot, which I am. Yep. Um, but I know that uh, Scott and his brother, uh, I don't use the limes because, you know, those younger people use the limes in alcohol, don't oh, they? Do they? Oh, a- yeah. Absolutely you... disgusting. <laughs> you... Oh, don't you pick your sisters? Didn't I hear a rumor? Yes, I do. I do steal them, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say pick, steal is probably the more appropriate word, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, have we got a quick minute to mention about hedging? Yep. If you've got hedging that's not greening or not growing very quick, I had a gentleman in yesterday, and thank you very much for coming in and giving me the information. He has been using a product called Green Flourish. And he's got a long hedge, and he hasn't been able to get it to grow, and he is ready to eat the Green Flourish for his breakfast. Right. He wanted to buy it in big containers, (laughs) and and I couldn't supply big containers. So he'll just have to come in regularly, I think, about once a month. But he was so excited and I said, well, thank you for letting me know. Excellent. It's so always he's, he's, good to have feedback, isn't it, it is. Greg? Yeah. It is very good, especially when it works out well. Yeah, yeah. Is the main w- thing. Without a complaint. <laughs> 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 
Judy Sharp, thank you very much. We're out of time for another week. You're welcome, Greg, and it's been fun working with you yeah, again. Excellent. So be back next week or back to Scotty Sharp? Oh, I don't know. You know, when he when he locks that cupboard door, it doesn't let me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Got to take advantage of it when you can, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Judy Sharp, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.